This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, yes, welcome to 100% LCSC for the fifth podcast. Joining me in this studio today, we've got a special guest. We're going to look back on the international break. We're going to talk pies. We're going to preview Newcastle United on Saturday. And we've got a little bit of a montage for you. It's been a very exciting week for Leicester City and we're going to look back on all the action that surrounded our club in the last seven days. But first of all, let's have a little bit of a talk about the last podcast in the series, episode four, which included a uh, an interview with Alan Young, the Leicester City uh, former striker. We're going to bring in our special guest now, and well, yeah, welcome. Joining us in the studio today is former Leicester City boys uh, player. George Ward, hello George, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not too bad, thank you. So you played for Leicester City Boys in the 1950s. I accompany you to uh, pretty much every every single Leicester City home game. And it's been a really good start for the Foxes, hasn't it? It's been a brilliant start. They couldn't wish for a better start in the Premier. So we brought you into the uh, 100% LCFC today. Are you looking forward to it? That's the main question. Bit apprehensive, but I'll be able to see what it could talk about. So that is our special guest. Of course, we have brought you uh, Caleb Hart, we have brought you Claire Palmer, and we've brought you Alan Young. But today we're going something a little bit different. We're going with a Mr. George Ward. But first of all, we are going to have a little look back at the Burnley game, which uh, happened at the King Power Stadium a couple of uh, weeks ago. Seems a long time ago now, doesn't it, George? It does, yes. It's uh, been a break for the internationals and uh, the last game seemed a long while ago. And it's always one of those um, that you think, wow, we're in an international break. Um, it, it just seems 
uh, an, a lifetime away and you scroll um, oh, obviously you don't scroll through Twitter but I scroll through Twitter and, and Facebook and you see people and they're, they're, they're thinking wow um, how, how many days until how many days until we're back and how many days are we uh, away from being back at the King Power Stadium do you think the international breaks are a good thing? They are in a way, but um, like we've got two away games in October, it makes it an awful while before you see Leicester again down at the King Power. Mm. Um, you talk about the away games. Think about the um, amount of miles that the players are going to build up during the international break and uh, during the next few weeks of the season. It's, a, it's an awful lot of miles. There's a lot of travelling for the players. That there is, yes. I mean, when you when you think you've got you've got Swansea and Newcastle, um, who who are who are uh, one of the more outwards clubs towards, and but of course Leicester City, we haven't a raw deal um, when you think about where we're placed in England, but it's still a long way. A nice four and a half hour trip up to to Newcastle is probably not what you want after flying all over the world. No, we are we're based in the Midlands, as you say, and the travelling we've probably got less travelling than most clubs. Which is always a good thing. However, uh, a trip to Newcastle, then a trip to Swansea, not looking uh, too good. Hopefully, we can pick up some points um, on the road. Right, international break. It's uh, it's been a long one, <laughs> and I think we're all looking forward to getting back down to the King Power and watching our team in action. But we're going to talk about the the less city players that have been involved uh, in and in and around the world. More specifically, Andy King and Liam Morkoff. Andy King featured for Wales the other night and was uh, sent off. Uh, we've both seen the the incident. Do you think it was a red card? I think the referee had no choice but to send him off. But um, having looked at it, I, I do believe that Andy, his left foot slipped away from him, which sent his body and his foot higher than it would normally. But it, I think it was a red card. Personally, I do agree with you. I do think it was a red card. However, I, it's not Andy King. Um, many mm. people are saying Andy King and sent off do not go in the same sentence. No. It, it's, it's not in his nature to, to be aggressive. And I think, yeah, like you said, if you do watch the video carefully of the incident, you see his, uh, his foot slip away and, and obviously uh, his other foot making contact with, with, with the opposition player. But it's unfortunate for him. He is going to miss three games. We can't really do anything about that at the moment. The other, uh, rather than a, a negative about Andy King being sent off, let's talk a positive. Liam Moore uh, featuring for the under-21s a lot more now under Gareth Southgate. And he scored his first international goal the other night against Croatia. Um, a vital away goal for, for him and the under-21s. Yeah, when I heard that uh, Liam had scored, I thought so before, he's gone up to a corner and edited it in. But it wasn't like that. He uh, put the ball away in the net pretty good. It looked, it looked a bit like a striker. At the time. Well, there is rumours that um, that Liam Moore was a striker back in his day at, at Barrow Town. Um, uh, so, uh, a, a striker to a centre-back, but he's still got that finishing, uh, uh, how, how do you say, prenesse, um, a bit of finesse there. Yeah, he did, he did put the ball, it put it away very well. <laughs> uh, and we'll, what, what else can you expect from our Loughborough lad? Well, this is it, local lad. <laughs> yeah, made in Leicester, just like the crisps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, right, we're going to talk now. What players do you think from Leicester City's ranks can now push on, not only into the England setup, but also into their, obviously, respective countries? We've got Riyad Mahrez, um, and we've got Kasper Schmeichel, Richie Delat, um, Martin Wozolewski, although, of course, he used to be involved with Poland, not anymore. Uh, that's the case, but... What players in Leicester City's ranks can you see now pushing on and going in for uh, for international caps? Well, the one I, I would like to see, but I can't. I don't think it will happen. 
is Vardy. I would have run out with England. I agree. I think Jamie Vardy suits the sort of style that Roy Hodgson is looking to play. A very pressing style, very aggressive style. Um, But like you said, unless Leicester City can really push in in the Premier League this season, I I can't really see it happening. Um, The England setup at the moment seems to quite like players from only the top clubs. And it's not fair, is it? This has always been the setup with the England. Uh, they're, They're all drawn mainly from your top clubs. And uh, if Vardy was playing for Man U, Liverpool, he would probably already had his first cap. Um, but it just shows what a remarkable rise um, <laughs> Jamie Vardy's had. I mean, you think a few years ago he was playing non-league, um, and now we're talking about him being called up to the national side. It's it's a huge achievement. Oh yeah, I mean, he played when he played at Fleetwood. Obviously, uh, somebody's seen some good in him, and his first season at Leicester was a bit of a letdown. Uh, second season, uh, tremendous change in the fella. I thought he played very well. I mean, we we uh, I can remember going to a, a Burton friendly Burton um, with, with you in pre season, and we saw Jamie Vardy link up for the first time there with David Nugent, and we thought this lad's got this has got a bit of potential here. Um, it, like you say, it didn't work out for him that season, but when you look at uh, the season just gone, he was remarkable. Oh yeah, so he's uh, what I've seen of him now in the Premier. He can cut through any defence, irrespective of who they are. I think it's just his pace. His pace is the main worry. And the weight, he just seems to run in such an aggressive manner. And I've never seen players run like that before. I mean, of course, we've had we've had good runners in the side. I mean, you look at Lloyd Dyer, who it was almost it was almost uh, funny how he, how he ran. And uh, we always have a, a little joke and a laugh about that. But when you consider, uh, he just he just looks so aggressive, and that aggression I think scares Premier League defenders. It it does, and uh, you spoke just now about Lloyd Dyer. I was very s- sorry to see Dyer go. I thought he might have at least give it one year with us, and I think he would have shown well in the Premier. Well, yeah, of course, um, Lloyd Dyer always had that little bit of something different, something that uh, teams can't always handle, and we talk obviously about his pace. Um, sometimes like the final ball. Um, but if he had the final ball, he wouldn't have been playing for Leicester City and MK Dons. He would have been playing for Manchester United or, or Real Madrid. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and uh, another player that we've got with full of pace is Delap. Oh yeah, Delap. Now, Richard when, Delap. When Delap decides to go on one of his runs, he is virtually unstoppable. Yeah, he, he just seems a power forward. And well, you, you you spoke pace there, and you talked Jeff Schlupp as well. I mean. Jeff Schlupp's got an awful lot of pace and in, in, in many ways reminds you of a, a, of a Lloyd Dyer, a young lad who's, well, I say young, um, a younger lad coming into the club, full of pace, plays on the left, left-footed, sometimes can't always produce the final ball, but he's got bags and bags of pace ready to burn. Yeah, yeah Schlupp is, um, is a similar player to Dyer. Um, when he's not got time to think about what he's going to do, he can present a, a good cross or a good shot. But when he's got time to think about it, he just seems not to have the ability. And an, an instinct player, like similar to Dyer. Yeah, similar to Dyer. Yeah, one yeah. that acts an instinct rather than um, rather than actual thinking about yeah. it. I, I mean, obviously, we can talk about Lloyd Dyer. He's in the past, Leicester City in the Premier League now. And you look, um, you look at those sort of players. You can't get into the side. You, you, can can we even see if Lloyd Dyer would get into the side at the moment? I mean, you look at Anthony Knocker and, and Mark Albrighton, who can't even make the bench. They're the, they're, that's a calibre of player who, who can do things when they think about it and in instinct. Would Lloyd Dyer be anywhere near uh, the bench, not, regardless of the starting lineup? 
Well, I, I think in the first couple of games he would have been. Um, but as we've progressed, probably he would have struggled. But then again, he would have had a couple of games to show what he could do in the Premier. And if he hadn't, he would then be dropped. Uh, obviously, it's up for discussion, and I guess we'll never really know. Um, but, you know, I, I saw a fact the other day. Lloyd Dyer has currently played under more managers at Watford in three months than he has under Leicester in his whole career. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's had more managers at Watford in the three months he's been there than he has uh, uh, the whole time he was at Leicester. That uh, probably won't go down well with him, really. It's, I think he's used to having a settled manager. Yeah, I mean, obviously, two of those managers, Nigel Pearson, um, Paolo Sousa, Sven-Garen Eriksson, you don't look too much further than that, really. Um, it's just unfortunate that, you know, he's gone there and things haven't really gone to plan at Watford for him, but we offered him a contract, he turned it down. Nothing more to be said, really. Right, we're going to have a little bit of fun now, and we're going to talk pies. Well, that's your subject, I think. <laughs> You're more up on the pies than what I am. Well, um, I've got a whole uh, batch of research in the, in the new price of a football survey that was released on Wednesday morning. Um, and it goes through all the lists and all the different costs of all the different teams in in England, in women's football, uh, the Bundesliga, uh, the Liga 1, the La Liga, all the clubs across Europe who... Um, uh, took part in the survey. All their uh, prices have, have been have been listed, and as you can see here, the the most expensive ticket, well, the most the cheapest ticket in the Parkish Premier League for Arsenal, so an Arsenal season ticket, one thousand and fourteen pounds. That's a lot of money. If that's the cheapest, what is the ex- most expensive? The most expensive is nine hundred and ninety nine pounds. More expensive at two thousand and thirteen pounds for one season ticket. That's nineteen games. That's, that's a lot of money, and a, a lot of people wouldn't be able to afford that. I definitely wouldn't be able to. <laughs> I mean, we, we let's let's have a quick look at Leicester City, and the cheapest adult ticket, of course, this is based on adults, uh, is three hundred and sixty-five pounds at Leicester. The most expensive, seven hundred and thirty. So, Leicester's most expensive ticket is is getting closer to Arsenal's cheapest um, over the last few years, which is worrying. It is, but uh, all the Premier teams seem to uh, have a big price on their tickets and it's about time that uh, they looked at the the fans more favourably what they get from the television, see if they could bring the, t- the tickets down a bit. I think that's the the uh, discussion that's being made at the moment. Um, the new TV figures have just been released, there's an awful lot more money being pumped in, uh, more, more than we ever thought there would be. I mean, we thought last season there was a lot of money there, but there's even more this season. And that calls for the fans to say, hang on a minute, you know what I mean? You're going to still be on the same amount of money as you were last year, and you're going to have more money coming in. We're your fans. If we weren't here, you wouldn't have the, you wouldn't have the TV, you wouldn't have uh, the, the stadium, you wouldn't have the team, you wouldn't... You, you know, we are we are the basis of the club, and although the owners might come and go, we will always be there. And I think that's the sort of impression that most football fans are getting to now. That it's just a simple frustration with the prices of football. It is. Uh, I believe that uh, they've got to start looking at the fans and bring bring the prices down or keep them stable. Uh, when you see players on three hundred thousand pound a week, it becomes a bit. Uh, it's 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 just not right. Um, and you, you talk there about the wages. I think the wages is a major problem uh, for the fans because, of course, you get the the, uh, the average Joe Vlogs. You know, he he turns up and he's on his 
however much he's on between 20 and 30,000 pound a year and then you see the likes of uh, Ramadal Falcao who's just signed a 300,000 pound loan deal from Monaco um, and he's on you know Manchester United paid Monaco 6 million pounds to loan him oh. and there's and then Manchester United are going to pay all of his wages as well which is it just gets it's just at a point where you think this is just ridiculous it's it's like playing Monopoly. It's Monopoly money, isn't it? It's it's not the real world. It isn't the real world. But come on, let's get on to these pies. Crystal Palace. How much do you think for a pie, at Crystal Palace? Three pound twenty. Four pound. There's 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 one out the window already. There's one out the window. Okay, right. West Ham United. How much do you think for a pie? Well, Crystal Palace are four. They must be about four. They are three pound thirty. £3.30 for a pie. I mean, when you first started going to be a, a, a football, uh, to, to, to watch the football even, what what were the prices then? Can you remember? Well, they never had pies then. <laughs> no, they were never mass produced like they are now. Okay, okay, right. Well, we're going to have, we're going <laughs> to play a little bit of a game. I don't know how this is going to work out, but we are going to play a little bit of a game. Let's play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Go on then. (laughs) Right. Let's get into this. Right, your first question. Leicester City's pies. That's the topic of today. Leicester City's pies. Are they A, £3? B, £3.20? C three pound forty or D three pound fifty. C three pound forty. That is correct. One point for George as it stands. You have won at one thousand pound. Do you wish to bank out now or do you want to carry on? We'll carry on. We'll carry on. We'll carry on. We'll carry on. We're going to go down <laughs> into the conference now, uh, all the way down to the conference. The most expensive pie in the conference as it goes. Is it A, Eastleigh, B, Baintree, C, Telford United, or D, Kidderminster? Do you want to phone a friend? D, Kidderminster. Oh, he's got it right again. That is £5,000. £5,000 you've earned, uh, earned there so far. Do you want to carry on or do you want to bank out? Carry on. You want to carry on, Okay. Okie dokie. Right, Women's Super League. You, we heard that the Arsenal season ticket uh, for the men's was £1,013. How much is it for the cheapest Arsenal ladies season ticket? Is it A, £30, B, £35, C, £48, or D, £26? Uh, B. You're going to go with B of yes. £35. Yes. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. It is three out of three, everyone. <laughs> He's done it. We're in the money. <laughs> that is uh, £10,000. Um, right, we're gonna, we have one more time for one bonus question for £50,000. Do you want to go? Oh, yes. Let's have a go. He wants that. to go here at 100% LCSC. For £50,000, we're going to go abroad. This is going to be... 
interesting. Okay, you have an option. Would you like to go French League One, German uh, Bundesliga, or the Swedish Allsvenskan? German. We'll go with the German Bundesliga. Okay. Out of these four sides, who have the cheapest season tickets? Is it A, Bayern Munich, B, Borussia Dortmund, C, Schalke 04, or D, Bayer Leverkusen? Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich with A. Is that your final That's answer? That's my final answer. For £100,000. Well, I can tell you. That you have just won £100,000. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> okay, it is £100,000 you have won in our game here today <laughs> at 100% LCFC. I will pay you with the Monopoly notes later. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are going to now have a... <laughs> We're going to now have a look at the Newcastle United game that's happening on Saturday. A nice four and a half hour trip for all the Foxes faithful that are travelling up there. We went there a few years ago, didn't we? We did. A good journey up and a good journey up the stairs to get to where we sit. (laughs) (laughs) A a ridiculous amount of stairs. If you are listening, make sure you take an oxygen tank with you. You will need it when you get to the top, trust me. Um, So, Newcastle, they are bottom of the table um, as it stands. Um, And... You know, is it a danger for us to go there and immediately think that we've won? Oh, definitely. Um, if you said you could have a point now, I would take a point up there. I was actually speaking about this today, and I would say I would take a point as well. You know, you, you never know. They've got a very they've got a very good set of players, and for some reason they're not performing at the moment. But it's a good time to play Newcastle United away um, because they are a strong team at home, and I think. Personally, I would go for the win, but if we if we come home with a point, then I'm not going to be too uh, too displeased with that. Yes, uh, I mean the last time we was there, uh, we, we actually had most of the game. Of that. I think they had one shot at goal, and we lost one nil. I I can't really remember. I know yeah. it was my thirteenth birthday, yeah. um, <laughs> but I, I can't really remember much about the game other than it was very high. Um, like watching Sabutio. It, it was. It was like you know getting getting the little Sabutio flicks out, but. We'll have to see. Um, selection, slight selection problem for you. Ben Hamer or Kasper Schmeichel? Schmeichel. You would go with Schmeichel? <clears throat> I would go Schmeichel, yes. I know um, on the, the Burnley game, he left a bit too much on his left-hand side for the uh, Burnley player to shoot at. Um, but I think he'll learn from that. I think uh, I think Peter might have rang him up and had a few words. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Well, okay. Oh, all right, well, we've, I've given you one. I'll give you another one. How about this, Rishi Delat or Danny Simpson? Delat for me. Many people have said Rishi Delat is a confidence player um, and performs well when uh, he's got a lot of confidence. Um, but when he hasn't got confidence, he doesn't really have that grit to take him through. Would you agree with that? I would, but uh, I think Delat is is very good when he is in his attacking role. He's, he's very good. And uh, the other, I've not seen much of him. Um, okay, third selection pro- uh, problem then. What midfield would you pick? I mean, you've got Dean Hammond, you've got Andy King, you've got Danny Drinkwater, Matty James and Esteban Cambiasso all fit now. Who would you play in A, your two-man midfield and B, your three-man midfield? Well, the two-man, I would play Cambiasso with King, I think. That okay. might surprise you. Yeah. Interesting, interesting yeah. selections. Okay, in your three-man midfield then? 
Cambiasso, King, James. No Danny Drinkwater, player no, of the year. No, no, I don't think... Danny's not... He's come back from injury, hasn't he? And uh, I don't think he's really firing. Not firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Fair enough, we'll leave that one there. Um... And, of course, Leicester City sit mid-table. and It's very early on, but I asked this to everyone who comes in. I asked Caelan, I asked Claire, and I've asked Alan Young as well. So we're going to ask you, at the end of the season, where do you predict Leicester City to finish? In terms of segments in the Premier League, I'm not going to ask you to give a position, um, but in terms of segments, is it going to be in the bottom uh, bottom quarter, the uh, the two middle quarters, or, or the top quarter? It'll be in the, the two... Well, I've, right from the start of the season, I've said they'd finish 14th. So that is like uh, three off the relegation. So, uh, in in all fairness, that could be the, the many would say as bottom quarter. I I do understand where you're coming from. 14th in the Premier League isn't bad. Isn't bad. I don't think they'll be struggling. I think they'll be clear on points. It won't be a matter of they've got to win like the last two games. But even, even if it came to that, I mean, you have to look at our last two games. We've got um, a run of some very good games towards the end of the season. Tough at the start, um, although all games are tough. But you, you look, we've got QPR, we've got Swansea, we've got Sunderland. All games we can pick points up at, and they're all at home. You would expect to pick points up, but uh, it's like like the Burnley game. That should have been a three-pointer. Uh, but these things happen in football, these last-minute goals, or 96 minutes goal. And uh, it... <laughs> Hopefully it will happen at Newcastle and it will be us winning 2-1. Hopefully. I would take a last-minute winner at Newcastle. But, okay, last thing on Newcastle then, before um, we close the programme. Your score prediction? For Newcastle, 2-1. Goal scorers? Vardy, 2. Two goals for Jamie Vardy. Yes. Wow. Okay then, I'm afraid that is all we've got time for. We have uh, we have reached uh, 25 minutes, which is very good. Um, so yes, here's a little bit of something to get you a little bit pumped for the weekend. Dyer wide left for the Foxes, into the box he goes, on his right foot, has a go, what a goal from Lloyd Dyer, it's a beauty into the top corner, it's Lloyd Dyer, it's the goal to crown the champions, it's our year, Bolton nil, Leicester 1. Running it behind and slotting it over. This is Woods, and that 
So yes, thank you very much for tuning in today. It has been a pleasure to have you along. I hope you're well, and I really do hope you've enjoyed. Remember to get in contact with us if you have anything you'd like to share with the show or any constructive criticism you might have for us. George, have you enjoyed it? I have, very much, yes. Would you come again? I would, yeah. Always like to hear that. (laughs) So there you have it then, episode number five. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, I would would think, maybe next week. You never know, you might get lucky. That's it all from me, so goodbye. And George? Goodbye, everybody. Up the city. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.